This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 7th of April. Well, Justin, if it was unclear before why Elon Musk bought over 70 million shares in Twitter, yep. it's a bit more clear now. He's officially joined the board of Twitter. Moral of the story here, if you want a board seat, you can just buy a board seat. <laughs> nice to learn that one, B-Man. <laughs> Listen to this. Quarter one of this year, that's January to March, saw a massive spike of crypto hacks. We're talking 695% uplift, wow. costing people $1.2 billion US dollars worth of losses. Really hurts. Three spooky stories today, Justin. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first, Super Funds, Australian Ethical and Christian Super are in talks to create the second biggest ethical super fund in Australia. Mergers left, right and centre in this space, B-Man. What's the scoop? Okay. So Australian Ethical and Christian Super, they both describe themselves as ethical super funds. That means that they strictly use their members' retirement funds to focus on sustainable and ethical investments. I'd be thinking the green energy transition. I'd be thinking investments in the disability space. And of course, they still need to ensure that these investments make a tasty financial return for their members. Uh, except, Justin, there's one small problem here. Yes. Uh, that's for Christian Super. They've kind of <laughs> failed with all of that. You see, Christian Super's been underperforming on a government benchmark for Super Fund performance. And now, the government agency, APRA, mm -hmm. they've instructed Christian Super to find a merger partner by June this year. Because they just can't hack it anymore alone. <laughs> so, Justin, it's not the first, and it certainly won't be the last Super Fund to be part of this major industry consolidation. So what's the key learning here? Generally, industry consolidation happens when an industry has too many players, but in the case of the super industry, it's due to government pressure and there being too many players. Let me take you back to 2010, Brett. TikTok by Kesha was number one on the chart. I believe the Hurt Locker won Best Picture at the Oscars. And there were 389 super funds in Australia. Now fast forward to today, and that number has more than halved to 179. And Brett, with government pressure, this is only going to accelerate further. In fact, my friend, a recent report from KPMG found that these mergers will likely likely lead to around 12 mega funds Ooh. and not much else. It's good because it means that underperforming super funds will be weeded out and slowly wither away. <laughs> but it also means there's a massive increase in market consolidation for just a few big companies in a $3.3 trillion <laughs> industry. <laughs> Only time will tell how that plays out. Absolutely. For our second story, Fast, a seriously hyped one-click checkout startup, <laughs> which raised $130 million just last year, has announced it's shutting down after burning through all of its money. Wow, this is real ugly and very sad for the team. Yeah. What's the story here? So a bit of background, Justin. In the US, Amazon has been praised for one-click checkout to their customers. Literally one click and your item's been purchased. No need to put in details because it's already stored in the system. And Brett, supposedly this one-click checkout increases conversion of purchases by around 5%. Now, Fast, which was founded by an Australian mm -hmm. during the pandemic, was one of the stars in this growing speedy <laughs> checkout space. <laughs> Last year, it raised over $130 million dollars to take on the e-commerce slash payments world. And their lead investor was none other than Stripe Justin, the global wow. payments behemoth. But Brett, with all good concepts comes good competition and the checkout wars began. And sadly for Fast, its revenue was only $600,000 last year and it was burning more than $10 million per month. Wow, so what is the key learning here? A company's burn rate is the speed at which it's reducing its cash reserves each month. Let's talk about the facts here. Mm -hmm. A startup is often unable to generate a positive net income 
income in its early stages. It's focused on growing its customer base. Or it's focused on improving its product before it plans to become profitable. But Brett, for other startups, it's essential to work out what their burn rate is in order to make sure that they don't run out of money. In other words, how long have they got until they need to raise more capital from investors? Or become a cash flow positive slash profitable business. Now, clearly for Fast, they were relying on raising more money and more money mm-hmm. from investors to continue operating the business. But when those trusty investors like Stripe start pulling out of investing more, it creates a pretty nasty situation. Yep. For our third and final story, Starbucks's OG CEO, Howard Schultz, has officially triple dipped. <laughs> He's returning to the CEO position at Starbucks for the third time after some internal issues at the company. Just can't keep his hands out of the Starbucks cookie jar, B-Man. <laughs> what is going on here? So Howard Schultz was the CEO of Starbucks from 1986 to 2000. He made Starbucks Starbucks with all its random coffee sizes, your venties, your grandes. He then jumped back into the CEO role in 2008 until 2017 to steady the ship again. Now, Juzzy Boy, would you believe that Starbucks still has 61 stores in <laughs> Australia? I called up customer service to find out. <laughs> Great research. Anyway, Brett, Starbucks has been performing pretty well recently. They had record sales last year. But now, Starbucks is in a battle with their employees over salaries. Ah, the joys of managing so many stakeholders. So what's the key learning here? Businesses generally have three main stakeholders that they need to keep happy. Let's see, in the left corner over there, you've got investors and owners. It's a for-profit business after all. In the right corner over there, you've got staff. As we know, team culture can eat company strategy for breakfast. Yep, and finally, the all-important, you've got customers. If you don't have your customers, it's likely you don't have a business. And although Starbucks may have been performing well from a business perspective with record Mm -hmm. sales, they were seriously lagging with their staff. So Mr. Schultz's third time in the role will be focusing on investing in their staff rather than just share buybacks. And hopefully it's his third and final story (laughs) at Starbucks. Flux family, question from me to you. Do you like the feeling of being smarter than your boss? If you do, make sure to scroll up on the What The Flux podcast and hit the follow button. That's right. Look at that phone, scroll up, hit follow. You won't regret it. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.